You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. I think it's nice and wet. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling Episode 62, Minecrawler. With us today is a very special guest, Joseph Samael. Did I, did I botch it, or did I, am I all good? No, you're all good. You're all good. It's just, this is, uh, this is, it's a very difficult name. People always call me Samuel. Yeah, even though there's no you, but Idiots. I still... <laughs> Fucking dumbasses! <laughs> fucking dum-dums. <laughs> They're fucking... Hi, dum-dum! <laughs> um yeah but uh, i've been wanting to get you on this show for a long time i i saw you uh, a few months back in cicero uh for those of you out there listening that may or may not be aware joseph is a part of a badass fucking tandem in major league wrestling aka mlw called contra unit uh you guys came out there in cicero and fucking destroyed shit dude like uh you uh simon grimm or what's he in MLW? Is he going by Simon uh, Gotch? Simon Gotch. Um, yeah, Jacob too. Yeah, yeah, the Samoan werewolf dude. I was super <laughs> fucking impressed with him. Like, yeah, he's he's incredible, man. Yeah, he, you guys came out and destroyed shit. Had the fucking fans throwing trash. Had like that old NWO vibe to it, you know. Like, got some real heat. People were throwing trash in the ring. I know my son was there with me. And he tried to throw an empty Sprite can and hit this lady in the head. So, <laughs> yeah, it all worked out pretty good, I thought. Yeah, I was like, just yeah. look the other way so they don't think it was you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was super impressed, man. And one thing I got to tell you, too, I uh, I love the attire, man. The chic boots, dude. The most. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a long-standing thing with me. I've had those for, well, not that particular pair, but I've had the style for, Oh, going on, I guess, 15 years now. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, something like that, 15 years. Yeah, and you got, uh, I really dig, like, the black and red, and uh, what, is that, like, the pagan star, or, like, the satanic star going on with your tights? Yeah, the character is, uh, it's like an underworld character. Right. It, it, it's got notes, like, uh, there's a, there's a character by the name of Teddy Bass uh, from the movie Sexy Beast, and He's just a underworld crime syndicate guy, and they call him Mister Black Magic. So nice. it, it's just got, I, I, you know, I, I, I had that with another character, so I melded them together. But I didn't want this one to be too on the nose. So then I got, uh, I just got some new stuff designed, and it's similar themed, but it's a little less. Uh, it's 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 not a, a, as on the nose as like the pentagram or something like that. Right. Today everybody wants to be evil, like that's like the new thing in wrestling. Yeah, everybody's everybody. trying to be like. What's wrong with evil? <laughs> yeah, like the fucking black metal shit. You know, like we were talking before yeah. off air. You know, I'm a fucking underground metal guy, death metal, grindcore, whatever you want to call it. Um, sure. We always kind of. I'm really not a big black metal man. And I just I, I always find it funny when we're at shows and those dudes walk by with the corpse paint. That's what they call it. And I'm like, hey, look, they're Sting. <laughs> so dude, guy is like, did you just call me Sting? <laughs> like, yeah, I did. <laughs> Brandon Lee impersonating. Yeah, rest just, in peace. It's the the whole gimmick of like, man, 
I, I guess I get it, but like in music, to me, I mean, you can have a, a shtick, I guess, but at least with us, it's all like the music. It comes out, it's just fucking real. So it's kind of like it's a joke when you see these guys like we are evil. You'll buy all evil yeah, for nine ninety nine. Like that shit just bothers me, but whatever, you know, I get it. I guess. <laughs> There's an ask for every seat, right? Yeah, yeah, sure is. Um, but yeah, uh, so you also are not only a part of MLW, but you run your own promotion as well, correct? Yeah, um, I have uh, a, a really good promotion on the on the West Coast. Um, Fuck yeah, you uh, do. We're the top, top drawing company. Uh, our name is PCW Ultra, and you can find us at PCWUltra.com. And uh, yeah, man, we got a big show coming up on Friday. Uh, Gail Kim's going to be there. Mel Muertas, DJ Perkins, the yeah. Lucha Brothers, Ian Fatu, yeah. uh, Tessa Blanchard, on and on and on. So yeah, man, it's going to be killer. Fuck yeah, dude. I uh, I came across you guys, I want to say maybe a couple years ago now, uh, through my YouTube wormhole. Uh, it was Rob Van Dam versus Pentagon. Yeah, we were the first one to do that. that yeah, was, uh, dude. Uh, what a fucking... I don't know if it's... I think it happened again in TNA as a as a tag match. In fact, I know it has. With yeah, it ju- yeah, that just right. happened. Yeah, but we did that in... Uh, we did those guys uh, against each other in 2016. Right. And that was for the oh, yeah. title, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Rob was our champion for, I'd say, maybe about six months, maybe eight months, something like that. Nice. Not a bad guy to have as your fucking champ. Rob's a fucking legend, oh, dude. Oh, no, no. He, basically, we were an indie that came out pretty strong. I mean, we had a respectable draw, maybe you know, 250, 350, you right. know, the first three shows, and then first three or four shows and then we got rob on the fifth one and we you know then you became the whole fucking show (laughs) yeah my man he 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 did what rob does and that's draw people and draw attention to us so yeah we uh we we got into a way larger building and then now we've been um we've been north of a thousand people every single show and uh yeah it's been awesome it's been super cool Fuck yeah. Glad to hear that, man. I, I remember coming across that, and I was just like, and th- this was right around the time everybody that's listening to our show or that knows about Pentagon, uh, Lucha Underground was his launching platform, you know, as far as in yeah, the States. Yeah, we just caught him right then. So so yeah. he was big in Mexico, or, or rising in Mexico. When they grabbed him, we, you know, it was the, it was the same thing. So we, we got him right along the same time. I think, he, I think Lucha Underground had him... Uh, a little bit earlier than us, um, and then there was some conflict. With, they were running; they they were doing tapings on on the same on Saturdays, and we were running Saturdays. So we switched our day to Friday. This way, we could accommodate Pentagon, and that's, that's how we got the, the Friday date. And then that's how we got Pentagon, and and then AAA trying to take his name and sue us, and then he changed it to Penta L Zero M. So yeah, but. Uh, We've got a long history with him. Yeah, he's he's a good dude, man. He's super awesome, and his brother is awesome. And probably they are my favorite tag team to watch. I mean, they're just for for different reasons. Like right. they're just so spectacular. Like uh, the way when you're not looking in a mirror. <laughs> when the war beast. I mean, we we uh you know we're we're like Brody and Hanson. Like we're not talking right. spots. We're not talking. Hey, you're going to see anything pretty. We're going to do smash mouth stuff. And then when you least expect it, Fatu's going to jump from the rafters. It's like holy shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. We complement each other. We're very different, but extreme, but really sim- similar as well because we're similar mindset. You know, he comes from that old school family and I'm super old school. I've been around for 21 years and yeah, I think he's in his fifth year, but you know, he grew up in it. So, uh, Oh dude, he's got five years under his belt. I mean, he's, I mean, he's fucking killing it. Like I said, I, uh, he's he's a natural. I saw you're you're, you're just, you're just kind of steering him now because everything he has is raw talent. Oh yeah. You're just trying to steer him. So he, gets the business and gets why and right. when and how but dude he's he's natural and he's awesome from what i've noticed too anywhere he's been he is thoroughly impressed motherfuckers you know like he, oh, he sure. got me uh i think the first time we became aware of him was aaw um earlier yep. this year when he showed up and yep. fuck uh Shortly after that, I was in Cicero watching you guys do your thing with Contra Unit, and I'm like, man, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, these guys are fucking brutal. You were pulling out the spike, you know, throwing some color in the mix, which I'm all about. 
uh, man, just whiten them up, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I come from that old Florida school. Yeah. So, like, Eddie Graham, yep. you know, that Florida championship wrestling, that influenced a lot of, of, of like, Puerto Rico and ECW. And so, so yeah, that's, I come from that, you know, extreme wrestling um you know, you you need every uh, every act in the circus. You know, if if you don't like the trapeze artists, here come the lions. You don't like the lions, here come the monkeys. Here come the clowns. You know, so you got to have yeah yeah. You know, every every act to 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 have a family of five come and 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 walk away with a with a different favorite wrestler. So you can uh, you know you can appease everybody. Oh yeah, and uh, get back to the Lucha Bros real quick. Uh, I've had the opportunity to see them a, a number of times now out in the Chicagoland area with like Warrior Wrestling. Um, and MLW as well. Uh, it, 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 as a, if I'm going to mark out right now, it kind of flipped me out cause I was, uh, in catering at the last warrior. It's like, Oh shit, there's uh Phoenix and Pentagon without their masks. And it's like, Oh God damn it. Like I can't unsee that now. <laughs> like, um, but I honestly think those two guys, and I've said on here many a times, as far as, uh, modern day luchadors go, they will go down and be like the blue demons and the Rey Mysterios of like this day and age. What's your opinion on that? I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. They're, they're, they're game changers. Those, those guys have made Lucha cool in the States. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, Ray, Ray and all, and, and psychosis and all those guys, they, you know, obviously Conan had a lot to do with it, yep. you know, bringing a lot of those guys down. But, but these guys in the modern era, they, they've just, uh, or I guess that was the modern era as well. But these guys in today's era, rather, um, as of right now, present time, they're they're just next level. I mean, they're just. And the thing about about Penta is, is he brings in that pageantry like like right like Muda. So yeah, so I love the fucking great Muda more. too, man. Yeah, Muda's Muda's a, a buddy of mine, and uh, oh. he's worked with us on our show before. And I, I've got if you get a chance, uh, I got photographs of me and him riding roller coasters <laughs> i spent the day at the at the amusement park with him and i'm not like you can't really get me to mark out anymore but right. i was i was i was pretty happy that day oh yeah did uh i don't know if you were what maybe you were aware of uh impact wrestling and house of hardcore this past weekend they just put on the yeah uh, did you watch that i didn't watch it but i i talked to him like online when he was here and i know he was either going to Philly yesterday or something or, mm-hmm. or something like that. But yeah, I would have, and I, I missed him when he came to New York too. We were busy doing the tapings. Uh, right. we were, I think we were in Queens and they were like super far away. So I couldn't really get away. I was busy all day, but, um, yeah, dude, he's the man. He's yeah. He's, he's one of those guys so like growing up, like he had that mystique. He had the build and he's his motions. And I, I, as a guy in the business, and especially a guy who has tenure like you do, I, I've said this and made this comparison. I think Austin Aries, I think a lot of his mannerisms and movements come from the great Muda. Like just the way he kind of well, twitches, you know, how he does that weird. I, I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, you know, Muda somebody that influences a lot of people, whether yeah. it be, you know, blatant ripoffs or, or subtle things. Right. Uh, the only other guy that I can really think of that has mannerisms that are just so unique are, uh, is low key. He's yeah. just somebody that like, Whoa, like you, you could see a silhouette of low key moving and know it's low key. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Super original, super unique. So yeah. And that shit goes a long way. I mean, that's, that's really memorable, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, for sure. Another question for you, getting back to Muna. Cause like I said, I'm a huge fan. We did an episode, yeah. uh, on him. Fuck going back, uh, about 30 episodes ago called uh season of the mist. And you cool. guys can check that out on jpdub.com. Uh, I had to throw that in there, but um, <clears throat> Muda, his, his whole story and everything like for, as a kid watching this guy in the old, like NWA and WCW and with Gary yeah. Hart, who is one of my absolute favorite fucking managers. Um, yeah. dude, that, that was just like, he, it was that kind of presence that just, burned into your brain like holy shit like in my opinion the great muda goes down as like the greatest japanese import of all time you know and there and that's i have to agree 
Yeah. And I know I might get some flack because everybody, you know, is all about New Japan nowadays. And they, I mean, they do have a lot of great talent over there. But oh, man, you'll dude. get flack from anything. Anything you say nowadays. I know. Motherfucker's so sad to do. To rebut an opinion. But the, the thing about uh, Gary Hart and, and the great Muda is that their style of, of Muda's in ring and Gary's presentation, yeah. you couldn't see through it. So, I mean, that's why you remember it. That's why you connected with it is because yeah. the believability, they they really, really were committed to their craft. They went above and beyond to be absolutely committed to their craft so that the fans who paid their 15 bucks or whatever it was, they, they couldn't see through that performance. And that's a testament to, to, to them as performers. And, oh, yeah. As, you know, yeah. So, so it, that's kind of... Well, not kind of, but that's the school I come from, and that's what I try to do with the Contra unit is, uh, you know, I don't want you seeing through that shit. You know, I, I want you to believe it, feel it, and um, and and I want you to be connected to it in that way. So I think that's the way wrestling is meant to be presented. Exactly. And uh, when you act like it's a joke and you act like everybody's in on the joke and we're all kidding. I mean, some people like that stuff and some people like it, but I, I do believe it's a completely different flavor of wrestling that both need to be. And I'm not saying one's good, one's bad, because mm. sometimes I like to watch comedy. Sometimes I like to watch De Niro and Cape Fear. And, yep. you know, sometimes, you know, I, I like to watch, you know, a romantic comedy with my wife, you know, so it's, 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 Pussy. it's all flavors, <laughs> but, uh, <Joke> it. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I uh, I like Cape Fear the best. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> you know. Um, uh, one more thing before we move on from Muda. I mean, I'm sorry you brought him up. He's one of my absolute favorites. How? I mean, you guys are boys. Like, how is his English? I've always wondered that. It's not bad. Um, the they all the the Japanese all do the same thing. They don't act like they speak English. Yeah, you know yeah. And then it comes out. You know, the only the the easiest way to get foreign wrestlers to speak uh, English is to tell them you don't have their money. They start speaking English real quick. Oh <laughs> yeah, right. What well, the fuck, my so money? You, <laughs> <laughs> so you rib them, you rib them, and you, and you figure out ways to get them to talk. But no, Muda's Muda, his English is 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 very good. Well, and you guys also have something in common too. Both being former NWA World Heavyweight Champions. Am I am I correct? That that is correct. <laughs> that uh, is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Of course, his era was, it was a bit more prestigious than mine, um, but yeah. But still, nonetheless, yeah. I mean, that's something you got in, under your belt that's like, fuck, man, you share that with the great fucking Muda, you know? And not to mention, you know, like Ric Flair and Harley Race and all those other guys, but come on. Harley you know? Race, come on, dude. When I when <clears throat> I started watching pro wrestling, Harley Race was the champion, so that's always, nice. when I think of a world champion, I think Harley what was it like to win that belt, though, man? Like, what were the thoughts going through your head the moment that it's like one, two, three, and it's like, holy fuck, I'm fucking NWA World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> well, I mean, it was uh, it wasn't as um, as sweet as I would like it. Mm. It was at a time where I was climbing, um, and when you're in the wrestling business and your your head's not quite above water and you're kicking and scratching and clawing and climbing. Um, you know, the, the water's a little muddy. It's a little, it's, it's not, it's, it wasn't as sweet as it could have been. I was trying to do really good business with it. Um, and it just, the NWA at the time was just, they were just, I mean, just, I mean, uh, there's no other way to say it. They were just really stupid. It was a really yeah. toxic environment. And I had brought the belt, uh, to defend in Japan and, and, and they didn't want it defended. And the, the Japanese office told me, oh, they, they didn't want a defense. So I started doing tag matches on my first tour. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I went back and then they defended it. And I did a title versus title match at Corican Hall. Nice. And uh, I, I won the, the zero one world title in the, in the title versus title. And then the NWA wanted it to, to change plans when we had all of this in motion and, and everything. And it was just... It was just a bunch who, of dummies. Who was that fucking clown that was running it at the time? It was Bob Tropich. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody at the time was talking all types of trash about me. And I just let them talk, you know, because I was a heel at the time. And yeah. I still am. I was, I was just letting them talk. And meanwhile, I'm, you know, I'm getting on a plane every week and, and going to Australia or yeah. 
Japan or wherever, and I was doing well. So whatever, just keep talking. And everybody was just throwing crazy shade on me. And, um, you know, then it, it all, it, it all shook out where, uh, Tropich was doing insurance scams and, and you know, all, I mean, it, it was like karma. Like it was, it was almost instant. Like they, they really tried to hurt my business and I was just like, okay, okay. Now, you know, you know, the way they painted me back then, meanwhile, you know, now I'm, I'm running one of the, I was doing great stuff then, but I'm doing even better stuff now. And it's like, where are all those guys? They're all, you know, out of the business. They weren't ever really in. And they're just, they're just a bunch of, just a bunch of clowns. Well, he, uh, he owned it up until Billy bought it, right? Billy Corgan? No, no, actually, uh, uh, Bruce Tharp. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, was a lawyer and Bruce Tharp got the NWA in a settlement because they couldn't, like, he basically, uh, called them out on their insurance fraud mm. and he did, I, I don't know exactly, but he did something to where, uh, he ended up getting them to settle by giving him the NWA. So, and I, I don't know where he could have figured out where all the insurance fraud information came from. Maybe, maybe a little birdie told him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> That's one of our favorite words on here. Um, now, back then, that was what circa like two thousand five, something like that. Oh no no. Uh, I believe 11 or 12. Oh, yeah, 2011. Yeah. Okay. And you 11, won the belt from Colt Cabana? I did. I won the belt from Colt Cabana. Nice. How was your guys' relationship? Ooh, not good at all. Really? <laughs> Fuck him? Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, didn't want to do business? I think what happened was, was they didn't tell him that he was going to, you know, have to do that. And, and, you know, they didn't want the. The guy that had it didn't want to do it, and then you know because it was on a certain TV, and they didn't want the TV, they didn't want it to leave TV because they had all their angles wrapped around it. And then they put it on Colt, and then Colt got sore that he had to put it on me, and well, he just held it. And not to cut you off, Joseph, but to be honest, around that time with the NWA, what fucking TV did they have? Oh, they had a shitty local in California that they that's still going. The now NWA from Hollywood garbage. or Championship? Yeah. Oh. Garbage. Yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. garbage. And and uh, um, oh, this is shooting gallery tonight, boy. Holy shit! Yeah, and, it's uh, a shoot. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> I don't care. And um, yeah, it was just it, they just tried to try to ruin a good time. And then you know it was just a bunch of people all doing business for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you know the, when when you're in this business, it's it it is business, so it tends to be selfish because you're trying to keep one foot right. In front it's cutthroat, and you're trying to eat. Yeah, it's not. It's really not personal. But yep. they like made two documentaries. Look at this really guy, the, the mafioso. It. It's not personal, you know. I just it's killed not, your family. It's not personal, man. It's just <laughs> business, and and they they got really petty about it. Yeah. And I was just kind of laughing at them, and they were just oh, they were they were they were really mad, really mad. It, it was silly, and everything they tried to do, I just trumped them, and 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 uh, they they just yeah, you know, they just couldn't take it. So they would just you know get pissed off, and you know take their ball and go home and get all mad and try to bury me. And I just go, okay, okay. And I'm still here. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. This business is for everybody. Yeah. uh, It's for everybody and it's forever. How's that attitude changed now from back then when, when, when there was that sort of cutthroat, everybody's in it for themselves. It seems like with this promotion that you run, uh, that the attitude is changing, that it is more, uh, I guess, Every, all, I mean, you know, helping out more at least. Like it's not so a, toxic. A lot of the stuff, like you know, a lot of the stuff online with any industry, I think, is bullshit. You know, the oh, we're all friends, we're all this, we're all that. Uh, yeah, mm. I've everybody's seen that Everybody's cool. Yeah, everybody's cool when nobody's making money, and when somebody starts making money, then everybody's got a reason why that person shouldn't be making money. That person's this. That person's that. It's a real jealous, selfish deal. The reason why my company is cool is because, you know, I, I run it, um, I run it like uh, with a really, really healthy locker room. So if, if something, if somebody starts to wild out or, you know, get silly, I just don't, I, I don't fire anybody because it's independent wrestling. I just right. don't call them back. Yeah, you, you just know? don't book so them. I just, yeah, I just don't book them. So we have a really healthy, you know, and everybody's super stoked to work for my, to work at my show because they get really high profile matches 
they get to work in front of a big crowd. Yeah. They have, you know, catering and sports massage, and there's usually awesome mm. legends there, and there's fans that buy all the merch, and everything's set up in a proper way. So, you know, you, I mean, you'd be silly not to... If you're an independent contractor and you're going from town to town to town, the shows that you go to that are good, you're grateful for those shows. Oh, yeah. Me, personally... I, when I was, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I go out on the road now, uh, but I don't tour extensively like I used to because I'm older and I, I'm and shit sucks. doing others. <laughs> you got family, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying in that aspect. Some people dig it. Well, like, I didn't the, dig it the, with the band it, shit. You know, it's like, it was cool, I guess, but fuck touring, you know? Yeah. The road's hard. I, when I was a, a younger guy, I, I really did like the road. Yeah. Uh, now it takes me a few days to recover. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, you know, I, so now I'm leaving my bag. You know, if my wife's, my wife's a flight attendant. So if she's not home, like, cause my, I'm super male chauvinist. That was, you know, I'm from the seventies. So, so my wife does my laundry and all that stuff. It's all good. Uh, I, by choice, but, but, uh, yeah, so I'll leave my <laughs> bag and, 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 um, and, you know, for like two days, I won't even go in it because I'm just beat, man. I'm just like, uh, so I don't really dig the road that much, but, um, you know, but then running your own show, mm. it's like planning a wedding every couple months, you know, yeah. it's just a lot of work. It's, it's all, everything in wrestling is a lot of work, you know? Oh yeah. It, so, it, on even, top of that, your, your style is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, so you got to recover mean, from those so, kind of things. Yeah, we hit hard and we get we we take as good as we get. So so yeah, it's like when you after you you're in there with us or or we're in there with with like you know a, a team that that fires back heavy on us. It feels like you've been in a in a bar fight. I mean, oh, so yeah. we're we're pretty pretty well beat up. So um, yeah, you know, but uh, but it's fun and and you know all the work when it's your passion. It doesn't feel like work, you know. When it's your passion, you're you got all these ideas, and you're trying right. to figure out all this cool shit. And 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 um, you know, if 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 it was a nine to five, like I haven't had a nine to five since. I mean, I've been in wrestling since '98. I haven't I haven't had a nine to five. So you lucky um, some bitch. Yeah, you shouldn't. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, I, I well, you know, as a kid in the business. What, what I would do is I'd make programs. I'd I'd, I'd have the double uh, go video video cassette deal where I make promo tapes for guys and I design websites and I, I would just figure out how to eat off the business when I was getting you know fifty dollar paydays. Right. So I'd figure out how to make it work, you know. And um, you know, back in the day, you know, a girlfriend with a good job always helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like you know being in a band. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, you know, so I just always was laser focused on, you know, not just the in ring, but every aspect of the business. From I mean, I've literally well, you got to be, and that kind of uh, harkens. You were talking about Bruiser Bodie being one of your <laughs> Bodie. I had to throw a shout out to my buddy uh, Josh Bodie. We call him Bruiser Bodie, but uh, Bruiser Brody being a uh, one of the early students of the game. You know, like yeah. and learning how to do all that shit backstage and like that's kind of what I take away from that, you know? Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm a sponge. Like I, I want to know everything about everything, you know, yeah. in, in this business. So, you know, I've pretty much been everywhere. Um, as far as within an organization, not everywhere in every company, but I mean, within a company, like I've pretty much, especially running your own stuff. You, if, even if you're not operating a camera, you're in on everything. Right. So, so I'm I'm in on everything from directing to, you know, doing the shots and and the promos and I'm just so so I, I get all aspects and then I get you know I've been with larger companies, um, our company is really big for an indie, but I've been with television companies and things like that and international companies and so so I've seen you know I've done agenting and I've done I've done multiple things so you know I, I just like to keep. You know, I don't know where I'll end up or where I'll land, but I know that wherever I am, I'll have a good grasp of most of the jobs that can be done. So I'm a, I'm a yeah. good, you know, so you that, player. you'll be able to dance where you want to, man exactly. with many hats. I, I have a question. Uh, so how old is how old is your promotion? Um, we started in uh, January of 2016. Okay. So um, 
is I mean, do you have a do you have a I mean, do you have an ultimate goal with that? Do you know the realistic nature of like independent promotions? Uh, how how does that work? Because you seem to book some badass people, but um, how how does that whole thing go? Like how do you, how are you able to? Is it all based on reputation or people know that you're that that you? I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast, and with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pay on time, or how does that whole thing work to grow it? And then, do you have an ultimate goal with it? Is there a ceiling with with like a like a regional promotion like that? Well, I mean, um, how am I able to do it? Yeah, reputation, like uh, so so early and early on. You know, I called out a lot of favors, um, and I booked people that um, that I had, you know, relationships with until um, I was able to crack uh, a lot. Because I, I had, like, really slowed down. Um, I got, I ripped my, my foot apart in Australia in, I think, 2013, I believe, and it took me, like, a year to heal that up. So I had Run really slowed down. down. I was, yeah, it was not a good time. <laughs> I, it took me a while uh, where I, you know, it was like, okay, now I'm winding down. And that's how the business is, is you think you're winding down. And then as soon as you, you know, you, you go out, like, like uh, Pacino says in the Godfather three, yeah. they, they take you back in. So, so yeah. So like right when I started to wind down, that started to happen. So uh, I pulled in a bunch of favors and then by doing good business and having a respectable company, I was able to crack into uh, the newer guys. Cause you got to, Remember, 2013 uh, to 2016, a lot of things changed. Um, and as far as style, uh, we, we got really into a more high spot style in, yeah. in, in those three years. And then it only, and then we started getting huge indie darlings uh, by 2016 to, to present time. So, so that's when all the Matt Riddles and the Shane Stricklands and the Fuck Ricochets yeah. and and all these guys started to break the Tesla Blanchards. So, um, you know, and I didn't know any of these people. So these were all people that were breaking. And um, so, so, you know, with my reputation, I was able to get all those uh, people in. And, 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 you know, and then they would, hey, Joe, you know, you, you know. Uh, hey, you know, Joe! Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, ACH or, you know, this guy, and I don't know, send them my way, you know, and, and, and I would get, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the boys would, would tell their friends because it was a good place. So I would get word of mouth that way. But as far as a glass ce- a ceiling or whatever, um, currently we're, we're a live business. So, so that's what we're doing now. We're, we're a live business. We're putting on live events and we're succeeding in a big way. Um, if we decide to change that, um, that would be a discussion, you know, uh, and, and we'd decide, Hey, if we want to go to television and we would tackle it just like any other thing that we would, we would figure it all out. We would see what we got to do. We'd get all, all of our stuff in place. We'd run it for about six months in our head. We'd try to work out all the bugs before we, we went live with it. And we'd figure it all out as, you know, once we started running it, we'd keep going back to the drawing board and fine tuning it and this and that. But currently, um, we're just a live business, um, and we're we're we've got vendors, we've got you know we've got a lot of food, we've got beer. And you guys have uh, streaming we, services as well. Are you uh, on any of those, like independentwrestling.tv or any of that? We're on Pivot Share, and we do a lot of eye pay per views with Fight. Oh, Fight! We're yeah, not yeah. Do, yeah, we're not going to do Fight this time uh, because our connection in our building has been poor the last couple shows. Mm. Um, so I just don't want to get that bad. You know, I don't want people to, I don't want it to drop out on people and stuff. I've heard a few people say, oh, the connection was, you know, whatever. Yeah, so it doesn't take much do an, to turn people off yeah, when the connection yeah. is bad. It takes it, like nothing. Yeah, totally. So, so we've sensitive? got a great, our, our, our product's really well produced. We've got like a four camera shoot and we've got editors and, you know, it's, it's, it's produced well. So, um, taking it back and, 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 and shaving all the warts is not a bad thing, too, and, and getting it all, you know, because we run it live, and then it's, you know, we take a week or whatever to get it, like, real ship shady, and then we put it on our on-demand, and then we're on, we're on Amazon Prime, 
Um, Sweet. And, and, Do you guys sell physical yeah, copies, yeah. like any Blu-ray or DVD or anything? used to and he just didn't move as as well as we as we thought they would it just did everybody wants digital yeah it's like we would sell to older people or or you know you know people that still have dvd players but like mostly nobody everybody's got a smart tv nobody wants to which is weird i you know i get that you know it's like same thing with like i don't know about you but you know i'm a somewhat of a decent gamer you know i play a few video games on xbox uh i consistently download games because it's convenient, but then there comes that point where, you know, say, hey, it's new Call of Duty, or I just, more recently, Mortal Kombat 11 came out, I was like, I have to fucking own it. Um, it's it's one of those things where, for me personally, yeah, I, I, I'm all platforms, even with music. Say a band sure. puts out something, I like it. Initially, I'll probably steal it. <laughs> Because, you know... It, and then if, but if you dig it, you'll buy it, yeah. Yeah, and not only will I buy it, but I'm going to buy the fucking CD. I buy the vinyl because, I'm first and foremost, I'm a fucking vinyl nut, much like yourself, and we'll get into that. Sure. Um, but it's just, if it's a band I support, and it's, it's really something that moves me, I will buy it any way I can, and not just, like, to be the fucking dork that's like, oh, I just want to support you guys. Not that that's a bad thing, but right. I, that it's just I'm super passionate about a product that I fucking like, you know. Um, the only problem is, is there's there's like twenty of you that yeah. go to my show. So, yeah, yeah, so if exactly. I buy a truckload of DVDs, like they're sitting there. So I mean, well, yeah, but you don't I, buy I a truckload, you know. Make yeah, make I some really make some fucking uh, do some bootleg shit yourself and sell me twenty yeah. of them, and I'll sell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then that's the thing too is we're kind of we're kind of chained to the fact that we. We like to deliver a high quality product, so that goes like if we do the Blu-rays, then you know the yeah. art works perfect. Then the we make the, the you know the, the the what do you call it the chapters, and the, you know we right. just do it all right, and we send it and you know closed caption it and just do it like a professional like thing. It be. And it's just it, yeah, and it's just I mean I've gotten those DVDs before where you know there's no there's no cover on them and they're oh yeah you know, and they got that yeah, weird smell you could tell it came off fresh off a burner or some shit you know it's like <laughs> that weird fucking what the what the fuck <laughs> yeah you know like well, fuck that shit you know some fucking dork like in his boxers burned that in his mom's basement or some shit like that yeah man, you know? i don't want that it's got schmegma all over it <laughs> ectoplasm <laughs> But yeah, yeah. No, I, I get your point on that. I'm just, you know, like you said, I'm one of those rare guys that still, like, if it's something I like, I mean, I'll fucking, I'll swoop it up any way I can. And and, yeah. and another thing I, is, I it's it's too. a dumb thing because, like, my buddy, uh, he's actually in my band, but his band, Dirty Dead, just put out an album. And it's like, okay, convenience factor, I hadn't gotten my vinyl yet, but I have iTunes. I need to listen to this shit right now because I've waited fucking 10 years for this album to drop. Yeah, Boom. totally. There it is, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm it's, all about the digital because you got to take that into the car. Or, yeah. Or, 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 uh, have it on your phone, and then, and then you know you're at home. You know, you you throw on the vinyl, and and mm -hmm. yeah, I just I don't. I, the only time I get CDs now is like if they're if I buy some like crazy deluxe package that a band puts out and yeah. in it. Yeah, but I, I'm not going out for the CD anymore because I don't. I don't even have a CD changer in my car or anything. And that, and that's so weird. Like, just think about like 20 years ago, how we all had these fucking huge binders of CDs, and you're worried about them yeah. getting scratched or you know going to Best Buy or wherever, or, you know, five finger discounting some blank CDs so you could burn them off of a uh, what was the big thing back then? It wasn't uh Napster, holy shit! I'll tell you what, though. Back then, I got some. There were some really good rare recordings, like live and like B sides yeah. from bands. That's why I like Napster. I wouldn't necessarily straight up, you know, say like Deftones put out an album or something. I wouldn't go for that the the studio album because I'll go fucking buy it. But I want the shit. I use Napster for the shit you couldn't get. You know, like the weird yeah, imports and all that. Yeah, that that was before YouTube really blew up, mm -hmm. and and I think it was even before YouTube was even out. around. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So so I would get like live cuts from Clutch or you know live Fuck concerts, yeah. and and I would yeah I would take those and then I would burn them to CD, you know, and and stuff like that. But yeah, man, that's that's just a a lifetime ago, right? Yeah, I know it's so weird, but it's it's really not that long ago. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
You're not that but, much older than than us, you know. So it's like yeah, not long but ago, the, but, it, the, but the way we consume our media changed super fast and oh, drastically. Yeah. Just in the oh, last, shit. just in the last four years, the way it's changed is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the, that no. technology wise, that's like the people that are sitting around waiting for the you know the flying cars and shit. That's already happened yeah. as far as like audio and digital technology. You know that we're already. Yeah, in the, if you look <laughs> at like if you look at like the last ten years compared to like any other time in history, there's never been this big of a jump. Oh yeah, you know, and it's just insane. That's Absolutely. why people are losing their minds online with the ability to, to have an opinion, and uh, it's just oh, it's so all kinds of voices all at once. Yeah. And it's a it's a <sighs> quick adjustment period. I think we'll be cool in about four or five years. Nah, I'll give it but, to you. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I think the, we'll, the I think it'll adjust properly. online and like the way people respond to stuff, or or if you throw a flyer up online and and it has just the date and everything visible on it, and that when it where is this at? <laughs> I know that's Dude. that's what pisses me off. Like, where's that? Uh-huh. Like, read the flyer, motherfucker. Yeah, no, read it for me. Can't you make a video that reads the flyer for me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I get that shit with my band. Like, some of my boys too would be like, "Oh, you guys are playing tonight," and I'm like, "I'm at home fucking in my boxers, getting ready to fucking toss it to my old lady or something." You know, like, what the fuck <laughs> is this guy talking about? <laughs> I don't play for another month. I Pussy. just saw it now, so it must be happening now. Yeah. Real big, real hard, real stiff. Uh, Joseph, yeah. let me get your opinion real quick because the wrestling climate, I mean, it's it's nowadays, it, and I think, which is a, a great uh, coup to you guys and, and anybody who's running like independent shows because the wrestling business, and we've been saying it since I've started this podcast, it's part of the reason that I wanted to do it other than, you know, I'm a fucking dork who likes to talk about wrestling and shit. But, uh, dork. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're, you're such supportive producer threaten um i think that wrestling is it's on this fucking boom again and it's like a boom that obviously i mean with the way technology is that we've never seen before so as far as like the amount of product that is available which i believe it's awesome but it's super fucking overwhelming at the same time yeah, I mean, I think all of this stuff, was, I think there was the same amount of actual wrestling happening. Mm. It's just now everything's connected with the Internet. Right. And, you know, and I, and I do believe that the business is, is you know, there's, there, there is an insane amount of shows and, and maybe there is more wrestling. I mean, I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but a lot of these companies that are really big online they're not really drawing anything. They're like right. a lot of like, they're a logo and everybody's into it and people. It's like the kid it, who's like, putting out a band and it's like, Oh yeah, I haven't recorded anything yet, but I started a fucking Facebook page. And well, it's like, it's like there's 150 people at a show and, and, and the, it's like, you know, inside of a phone booth and everybody's losing their mind. I mean, that's, I get it. That's cool. You know, I'm, you know, I'm proud of them for, for doing it and everything. But like, uh, we have like, a, you know, upwards of 1500 people at our show. We bust our ass to promote and we consider ourselves a live business. So, uh, it, there isn't a lot of companies like us around, you know, so, mm-hmm. so you know, there is a lot of small companies around. So there is a lot of wrestling and there's a lot of content available because we're all connected. But a lot of these companies aren't really making money or doing anything or paying much or, or anything. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. It's, it's a kind of, yeah, but, but not really. So you right. know, I, when I broke in, I broke in in 98 and I broke in and, and quickly went to Puerto Rico and Puerto Rico was a territory. Yeah, uh, was the last remaining territory, and I mean, you can make a living there, you know. And everything was super cheap, and you know, we wrestled four nights a week, and we shot TV all in one day, so we we worked five days a week. And, Let me ask um, you: Can I get like, you to shoot on something real quick? Being a Bruiser sure. Brody fan, because I sure. mean, and you've seen the Dark Side of the Ring, uh, yeah, series. I, I, you know, and being a Brody fan since I was a kid, it's. And seeing that, it just it brought my rage out even more. How that whole fucking situation was handled. Yeah, I mean, you being a big fan yeah, as well. Have you ever been to Puerto Rico? No, I have not. Okay, yeah, I, I Puerto Rico is it's like a it's like a time warp. I mean, first of all, if you go to Burger King, mm. it takes you about an hour and fifteen minutes to get yourself a burger. I mean, everybody works slow there, so the fact that the uh, you know that that the ambulance even came is surprising. Um, just 
knowing Puerto Rico and island life and because and, I live there. Um, so they just, still sell Yumbos at Burger King down there, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but uh, but it, it, if you get hurt there, you're better off going to Burger King because at least Burger King has ice. <laughs> like the hospitals there are just... Dude, you don't, you don't give a shit. So, but but anyway, dude, I didn't mean to cut you off. What, what was your? Uh, no, well, what, my my whole thing was like you going out there and being a fan, obviously of that, you know, of Brody and that whole situation. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I'd kind of like to know. Like, was it a little weird? Was there a little fear? Maybe like kind of like if some well, shit does who, happen. The guy who killed him was my boss. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, I. Yeah, Invader One. So yeah. yeah, he was my boss. So I mean, he was the Booker. So, um, you know, it, I mean, it is what that, it is. But that shit just pisses yeah. me off, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a young kid, you know, at that time, you know, we weren't as connected. We knew what we knew about Bruiser Brody from the wrestling magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, when you go there, you know, you 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 know, figure it out real quick and you know what's what. And, and yeah. then there's the, you know, the, the guy kind of lives off the intimidation of that act. And, um, so, so he's, he's, he's kind of a macho guy that, yeah, yeah. you know, but you know, he liked us and he, he was, he was, you know, you know, cool with us. Um, you know, he's a man's man and, you know, and if, and if you, you get on his, his, his bad side, you know, he's, you know, he's going to bury you or literally, um, yeah. but, uh, but you know, he, he was, a, I wasn't scared of him. And, I like to you know, fucking bury him. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You know, and then, and then he got fired and then, and then, uh, I went back and worked, uh, for them some more. And then, uh, then I started working with Savio Vega, who yeah. is just a gem of a guy. I mean, Savio is just such an awesome guy. So I feuded with him quite extensively, like in the States and then, Puerto Rico and and everything, but um. Do you ever work Brody, with any of the colognes? Oh yeah, yeah. I worked with I worked with all of them, nice. um, except for I, I didn't I didn't work in the ring or in any angles with Stacy Cologne, but I, I or Orlando. Orlando was was not in the business when I was there, and then when he was, I was at IWA. But uh, I I worked our first um, angle was with. Uh, uh, Carlito when he was before he had an afro or anything and Primo <laughs> Zeddy that's we not used cool. to go down yeah it's not cool we used to go down there uh, uh, Carlito would have Ray Gonzalez every night in the figure four and me and my partner would go down there and break it up so we had major heat on that island and that island's not that big Yeah. so I mean we'd be in places and you know people didn't like us the TV was really strong and um you know, it sounds real brother, brother, but it, it was pretty hectic down there, man. It was, you know, people would try to stab you. Oh yeah. Hangers. They throw dirty diapers at you. They throw, you know, cups of piss it all over you and spark plugs and batteries. And, you know, so how come, how come Gigi Allen never toured down there? I don't know, man. He'd be right at home. That would have been like the American, uh, uh, retaliation, like you know what you did all this fucked up shit here. Have Gigi for a fucking couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would have worked out. I don't think the, the Puerto Ricans would have been scared. I think, I think they would have killed him pretty quickly. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, but but I I I worked in the building that you know that that incident happened with Brody, and I showered in that shower. Was, how weird was that, man? Like it like being pretty a weird. You know, I, I couldn't imagine. I'm getting just thinking about it right now. If I was in your shoes, and I'm, I would just, I like to go deep on shit. You know, as far as like thought, um, it, that it just it's weird. It bothers me, man. Well, wrestling's weird. So yeah, I mean, you're I'm I'm in a room and I'm you know, you know I'm I I'm in in a shower. You know that that uh, probably the you know one of the only wrestling idols I ever had was murdered in, and then I oh. walk out and there's. You know, a naked Abdul the Butcher and uh, <laughs> still couldn't see and anything. Star and yeah, so I mean, it's wrestling's weird. Yeah, so you know, it is what it is, right? Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a kid trying to make it, and um, you know, I had to go through some weird shit to to get where I'm at now. And um, yeah, it's just I've seen some, I've seen weirder shit than that. That's for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. So, how often do you guys run shows? 
we used to run like 10 a year, but that just was too much. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's like we we try to over-deliver, and, and we do a really, really elite product. So, so it, it was like, it was literally like planning a wedding every, every you know, six weeks. And it was just too much. So, um, and then I, I got on with MLW, um, so I, I scaled it back to six a year. Mm. I think we're doing five this year. But they're just big productions. I mean, we've got lighting, and we've got uh, just these huge stars and, and legends. And, I mean, we've got Stan Hansen and Fuck yeah. Harry Funk and yeah. the great Muda, Ricky Steamboat, Mick yes. uh, Foley. So, we, I mean, we've had, like, you know, Kevin Sullivan. We, we've had um, some really, really incredible, even the Road Warrior Animal, Fuck really yeah. incredible, iconic um, real legends, like, you know, you know, a lot of people like, Hey, we got a legend and it's, you know, whatever, you know, I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but, but, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking upper echelon. Those, iconic. yeah, those are iconics, yeah. you know, and we, yeah. we get something yeah. around here. Shout out to my uh, boy, Mikey from black label pro. Uh, he's, he's going to have Ricky steamboat here July 27th doing a seminar. In yeah. Crown Point, Indiana. Steamboat do a seminar as well. And he, he's a gem. I mean, oh steamboat God. I loved Dude, I've talked about him many times on this show. To me, as a kid yeah. growing up back then in that whole, we've got the Hogan era, the Golden era, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Ricky Steamboat, to me, to was like Bruce Lee and Rambo. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I would go to that seminar if I was you. He he does, he does puts on such a great seminar. It's it's mostly uh, 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 like classroom where he's just teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best thing about like... Ricky and 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 Hanson and Funk and uh, when they walk into my building, they smile. Yeah, and they're like, man, this is this is chic. This is a this is a wrestling building. Like they're, yeah. I bring them back. Like when they when they come into my building, it really transports them. They they all approve, and that's you know I see things from that vantage point. Like I'm really old school. I most of everything I learned. Um, about that side of the business is from Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, me and Kevin have been really, really close friends for the God. It's almost, I would say it's almost going on 20 years. That's awesome. And, you know, Jake Roberts and guys like that, 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 um, I, I talk to these guys about psychology in ring. Well, the psychology for sure. If you're going to talk about psychology, yeah, yeah. Jake, Kevin are just masters. Jake's so, like probably one course, of the best, if not, of all time, you know? Yeah. I mean, you want to talk promo with Jake. You want to talk psychology with Jake. You want to talk the hows, the whens, the whys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same thing with Kevin. Right. But, but with Kevin mainly, it's, you know, you know, he was, he was up in WCW for Booker, man. three weeks when they beat Vince and, and he knows, you know, how to set a building up and he knows what to look for. He knows. So I asked Kevin the questions that, you know, you don't ask people, you know, and not in ring questions, the, the business aspect, of, you know, and, and, and Kevin's really smartened me up to all that stuff. So that, that's really how I'm able to put together these high quality shows because I'm, I'm learning from the Jedi's, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, guys, Jedi. <laughs> the guys that are, have, you, I was told early on, uh, you know, talk to the guys that made money. And, and, and that's, that's what you do, you know, and I've been able to, to make money myself, not billions of dollars, but I've been able to keep one foot in front of the other and live pretty comfortably for, you know, my yeah. time in the business. It's all because of, you know, you know, doing something, being able to, to make a living in wrestling with, you know, this is the first time I've had United States television. I've been on TV in other countries, but this is the first time with MLW that I've had US TV and to be mm. able to make a living without United States TV in the United States. Is yeah, it's very really tough. Difficult. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, being in a band and getting in the, you know, getting in the van every weekend. And then, mm. you know, it's, it's, you know, and then you have to figure out other ways to do it. You got to figure out the new technology and all the ways to eat off of it. But, you got to you know, figure out how to fix that van when it breaks down. <laughs> damn right. Yeah. Yeah. So Done that, that van is my body. <laughs> So, you know, trying to, you know, making sure you have the insurance, making sure just everything, yeah, yeah. rainy day shit, 10 steps ahead shit, you know. Speaking so, of insurance, uh, not to cut you off, but there, there's a thing going around that I've heard about. Uh, you're out in California, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. About uh, it might be a little tough for anybody to really run anything out there 
as far as a like independent contractor if they don't like have insurance or what's it's the deal with that? It's more so for the WWE. So it's it's not oh, really well, that's not bad, independent yeah. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll maybe take a couple uh, you know, make a couple chinks in their armor, but you know, but when it gets to I heard somebody saying something about well, if they, you know, you know, tr- you know, try to um dispute something or whatever, you know, they they have WrestleMania. So it's like, oh, you don't want WrestleMania because WrestleMania is supposed to come to LA in 2021. So it's like they have a negotiating, you know, uh, they, they uh, you know, they, they've got something to negotiate with. Like, okay, well, we're not going to bring all this revenue to your city then. So I would imagine yeah. it'll work itself out, um, you know. So, but I don't think it really concerns us at our at our level. Well, that's good, man, because I'd hate to see it. I was fuck with anybody out there. I was like, I heard something yeah. about it. I didn't know any details, so I'm not gonna act like I'm fucking, you know, Johnny IQ with yeah. it. But I, I, you know, just sucks to kind of yeah. hear it, something it, like that. It might hurt, you know, TV companies. I don't know how it will affect like the the MLWs, the Impacts, the Ring of Honors of the world. Um, you know, but but uh, it's not going to really affect us. I don't believe. I mean, I could be a million percent wrong. It would be the first time, you know. Cool. Well, uh, hey, man, so let us know real quick uh, where people can find you at. Uh, well, uh, I've got a show this Friday for PCW Ultra, and you can still get tickets at PCWUltra.com. Fucking buy them! Fucking buy them. Uh, I think we've we've got over 700 sold already, pre-sold, so uh, it's going to be a sellout. Um, killer card. The who's who of independent wrestling. Gail Kim's going to be there. A couple other surprises that we haven't. Yeah, you um, got a uh, Tessa versus Jordan Grace, man. That's that's a good matchup. I've seen that matchup. That's good for you guys, yeah. man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, Tessa's Tessa's been with us for over a year now. She's been undefeated. So um, her against Jordan is a is a big match for for her. And um, and then uh, me, you can find me at Joseph Samael. That's J O S E F. S-A-M-A-E-L, just in case I wanted to be a little harder to spell, or, you know, make it, make it a little harder for you to <laughs> Real hard, real stiff, as Jim <laughs> Ross would say. Real hard, real stiff. <laughs> by God! By God, Joseph! And then you can find me at uh, my website at uh, allviolenceislegal.com. I fucking love that. And then I have warofsound.com, where you can buy uh, some pretty killer vinyl. Sweet. And we're going to get in on that because uh, <laughs> little did you know you're doing two episodes tonight. So uh, next Let's episode, as Dr. Dre would say, uh, we're going to catch a little bit more of what you're into in your personal life and, you know, obviously talk a little bit more wrestling. But, uh, sure, yeah, man. I'd like to thank you for coming on, man. It's fucking you killed it, dude. I thought it was a great episode. Thank so you I, very much. Yeah, I hope I everybody, you know. Anybody out there listening in the California region, uh, or if you're close by, fucking in Vegas, how far is Vegas from you guys? Uh, four hours. It's, it's that ain't shit. And a wrestling fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys got a stacked card. I would drive four hours for that fucking card. You know, it's yeah, like our buddy Steve it. from Warrior Wrestling says he puts on cards. It's like if you live four hours or six hours away, you would drive to this. You know, and I think you guys are doing the same thing. So everybody, get out there and. Uh, Check out PCW Ultra. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit, and buy your tickets. Um, you can follow Juice Pro Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram at Juice Pro Wrestling, on Twitter at JP Dub Podcast. We're all over any podcasting platform. In that right, Threat? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Whether you use Spotify, Stitcher, <laughs> iTunes, Google, all that good shit. You can also leave us a voicemail at one eight seven two two six seven forty one ninety nine if you want to talk some shit. Hey, want to talk some shit? Do it. <laughs> I fucking dare you. Anyways, till next time. This is the juice. This is threatening. Uh, Joseph, we're gonna. You gotta jump in with us on this. You're an old school uh, rap fan, right? You like the old school Easy E or what? Yeah, man. Yeah, I grew up on Easy. Oh man, hey! House party. You got you got to join us, and when we say, "Wet I'm up, wet I'm up, wet I'm up, wet I'm up, wet up, yeah."
You gonna do sex to me? <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.